Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. Back from PAX, although I realise now that we've mixed some episodes up, so it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you know what happens. Uh, you know, your your brand new PC decides to take a massive dump on, on and throw everything mm-hmm. into... Into the shitter, basically. <laughs> yeah, through, through a big tanty. <laughs> so, episode 351 wasn't the episode that was supposed to come out, but that's okay. Like, Yeah, that's I, the one you heard I, last week now. <laughs> I, I've, I've mixed up all the, um, all the timings on it. So, uh, in fact, at this stage, you probably won't even he- have heard this because this is now going to be 352. And then the one that we recorded for 351 will be probably 353 if I get my computer right, back right. in time. So... Yeah, it will depend. It'll depend on a few things. It's but fucked. anyway, the, the, the vagaries of, of the podcast world. We still managed to get something out each week. Yes. So that's what came, that's what it's matters. Something. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we gonna do this week, Trevor? Oh, I think we'll go back to classic click pitch. Classic click pitch. Classic yeah, click pitch. This is a game for those who may be joining us for the first time. Welcome. Where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we're going to get a new word and we're going to read them out loud and we're going to throw them together and we're going to kind of mash them together as if in some sort of hydraulic press. Mm-hmm. And what will come out is um, a, a squished game of some kind. Yeah. Squishy games. Yeah. Squishy games. Um, so, three, two, one, squish. Let's go. Easterly thrust. Easterly thrust. Yeah. Okay. What, um, what, why would you be thrusting in an easterly direction? (laughs) (laughs) What, what is to the east? That is the question. Uh, it's where the sun rises, right? It is. Yes. I've never had to guide my way by the sun, so I always get that mixed up. Um, maybe are you trying to thrust towards the east to make your days shorter? Would that make them shorter? No, your nights short. Days and nights shorter. If you kept going, I think they'd be shorter. Yeah, yeah, because you, you're going you're going towards where the yeah you're going to reach the sun faster every time. <laughs> exactly like where, where the sun be, is because, because because we. <laughs> As we live on a flat earth, we will reach the sun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is a game set on a flat earth and you're traveling east to find where the sun, like the, where the sun comes from. Yeah. That's kind of cool, actually. What I love is if you continue going east, it doesn't wrap around. So, you can only go so far east. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's where the sun hole is. Yeah. Um, it comes. There's a, there's a huge uh, there's a huge hole in the ground. Now it, it, it depends. Like it, on some flat Earths, uh, it is sort of laid out so that like the North Pole is in the centre, and then you have then it's a big circle. So going east will actually take you in a circle, so it will go forever. Oh, I see. 
Uh, well, not this one. Not this one. This is just a <laughs> easily. This is fixed. literally just a, <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> it's just flat, so that um, from Australia, the east is like the Americas, and west is like the Africas. <laughs> yeah, Australia's in the centre of this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's just, but it's just a square. It's just, it, it's just grid lines, eastern, east. Northeast, south, and west are yep. just grid lines. There's no curvature to it. It's just like a chessboard. <laughs> yep, sounds great. Okay, so um, knight to uh, <laughs> H3. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of funny because I thought you were saying night like the night, day and night. And that would also work. That's that's how we get night. It's when it's when the, it's the great plays, godly play, players plays, a plays night to H three, which is how where Australia happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, no, but I like this idea of voyaging to find the ends of the earth. You know, yeah. in uh, but in a modern, I think in a modern way, like in a modern world, or even a, you know. Obviously, we're creating a world where this has not been discovered yet, but we're in contemporary sort of technology and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Rather than, you know, ships on the sea in like the, the sorts of ways that we traveled where we're actually discovering new frontiers on the on the. Uh, on on the planet, or when some people were, yeah. other people already existed there. Funnily enough. Okay, so given that this is a world that has sixty four squares, yep, and that's it. Like that's that's the entire bounds of the world. Uh, sixty four yep. squares. Now these squares are rather big, of course. Yeah, like Australia is like one one and like a one and a quarter squares, basically. So, the Earth is 510 <laughs> million kilometres squared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, each one's about uh, just under, just about eight uh, million kilometres. Okay. So, that, that's pretty big. And there's a lot of water. Like, of course, a lot yeah, of some water. of them are just, just water. Yeah. In fact, I would dare say the majority of it is just water. <laughs> Because have you seen the have you seen the size of the Pacific Ocean? It's fucking huge. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I look down from a plane. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never looked at a map. Uh, just I don't believe in that. I don't believe in maps. Yeah, I only believe in what I can see with my own two eyes. You put your thumb up and said it's bigger than my thumb. So that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> it's bigger. Than, well, the thing is, I did do that. I said it's bigger than my thumb, and then I moved my thumb closer to my face, and then it wasn't bigger than my thumb anymore. I'm like, mm, my thumb's bigger than maybe the, ocean. the Pacific Ocean is smaller <laughs> than my thumb. <laughs> but then you saw how just how many uh, squares it took up on this uh, theoretical um, world board. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what convinced me. Yeah. And yeah. that's when you decided, yeah, water and the Pacific Ocean is fucking huge. Yeah, pretty big. Pretty big. Okay. So, there's an ice wall at the bottom and an ice wall at the top. What is there on the sides? Mm-hmm. Um, firewalls. Firewalls. Okay, cool. Because, I mean, the sun comes up on one side. Yep. So, actually, it's it's like when the sun comes up in the east, that whole edge is just burning, right? Because mm-hmm. the sun is really hot. Uh, it does cool down. Uh, later in the day when the sun is, you know, once the sun's past its peak right in the middle and it starts to heat up the other edge, uh, then the east edge does cool down a bit 
Uh, and that's when we, you know, that's when we'll, you know, in this game, we'll discover that and have to make our, you know, take our opportunity to, to pass. Okay. So we know because the stories say that when the sun reaches the West firewall, mm-hmm. another sun comes over the East firewall. So Ooh, there's at least two suns. Yes. At least that, at right. least that's what, what they think. Just because of the way that the day and night cycle works. Yes. Because clearly, yeah, if, if you know, the the eastern side is not particularly lit up when the sun's over right over in the west, but then it doesn't take a whole cycle of how long it would take that sun to go sort of under. Oh, no, it starts because the, you can see the other sun coming. You know, you look over the firewall and you go, oh, look, even though it's rather bright around the firewall because, you know, it's mm. it's massive fire. But you can see the sun coming and it's like, oh, you know, the, here comes the next sun. Um, it makes me- But they have a night time, right? They have a night time. So, is night time- Like, night time in the middle is essentially when the second sun is- One sun's coming up and one sun's going down. It's night yeah. in the middle. Yeah, it's night in the middle. And then night just- yeah continues over and you'll find that when the sun's in the middle it happens to be night over the firewalls it's kind of how it works yes um but still it is rather bright around the firewalls because fire is bright so if you if you if you live near the firewall which is ocean anyway um you know you're going to be um you're going to be in there's a a few islands out there that you know the the islands that are closest yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think there's there's an island that that you know is cut in half by a firewall. And it's, <laughs> just, yeah, there's an island that's <laughs> that is ex- right exactly on the edge. Yeah, and it's just blazing. And you fire know what? Every- there's there's another island on the other side that happens to be they call it on the other side of uh, island. You know, on the west on the western side on the western firewall right, that matches there's up. like. Another, there's another half of an island that seems to match it's up. It's almost as if this used to be a sphere and someone just sliced it down. Or it still is a sphere. <laughs> <sighs> it's just that there's a, ma- there's a massive firewall in the way and they can't- they There's can't just one. It. It's, that's the big reveal, <laughs> is it's just one firewall. Exactly. No, I think it- I, I think the big reveal should be that there's another whole earth on the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the flip side, the back face. Back face. It's called culling. Yeah, it's culled every- Yeah. So, back face, culling. Yeah. That's the name of the pl- other place. It's culling. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because, because we live on the normal side. Exactly. And you know it's normal because the arrow goes out. Yeah. A little bit of 3D <laughs> math humor for you there, guys. <laughs> uh, three, two, one, click. Okay. That was funny. That was funny. Well, speaking of funny, slapstick. Ride. Okay, slapstick ride. Yeah. So, I'm imagining a carnival. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 a big like Royal Melbourne show sort of thing. I'm thinking just a just no, a like a, a traveling a town car- fair, you yeah, know. traveling car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I just I I'm starting to like the idea of you know 
all the ways that you that you're trying to gouge money out of out of the town that you're currently in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, rides. You know, you you just put the prices up, and, pe- and people are gonna mm. gonna pay for that, and then you have them hanging upside down, and you you catch all the money falling out of their pockets. Well, uh, this this strikes me as uh, a perfect setup for what is essentially a roguelike management game. Yeah. Which is the thing we sort of talked about before, but where, you know, you come into a town, the layout of the, the area that you've been given is procedurally generated. Yes. Uh, it's got, you know, a certain number of uh, entrances and exits, certain amount of space- and it's about maximizing that and using the tools at your disposal to get the most money you can. Out yes, of this and certain demographics. So, and depending on, you know, maybe at the start you you spend a little bit of extra um, cash to uh, send some feelers out into the community that will give you better demographic information. Yeah, so you know what types of people are likely to come through so you can yeah, target later, them in Later in on, you ways. can hire a hacker and they can, you know, find out census information and find out the real information yeah. from, a, from a digital source so that you don't have to spend as much money going out and, you know, questioning. Yeah, well, I think this is the, where the roguelike element can come in. I think as you, as you go through the game, you can, yeah, unlock new tools, new sideshows, new rides- uh yeah new new ways of like you get the you you can now hire the guy who catches the money that falls out of their pockets yep. uh, when they go on the upside down shake and ride what if it was a deck builder oh okay yeah so that in your deck it's like okay these these are the these are the people and these are the sideshows that you've that you've unlocked so it's like yep. You can you can basically build up your deck as you go, but you don't know what you can really put down and until you see your area. So you, until you draw the cards. Well, until also until you see the area. Like you could have like the world's best roller coaster in your deck because you've stacked your deck first. But it's like it needs to be perfectly level in order to do that, and you end up in a mountainous town that ha- has not a single bit of flat ground. So that card right. is now wasted. And gotcha. So yeah, that could add some interesting elements. So it's all about okay, um, maybe we're going to put more side uh, sideshows like you know the laughing clowns and you know ring toss and yeah, yeah. So it's about as you go, you'll have more ways of getting intel. Which and if you've got intel, you can stack your deck in a particular way. You can build your deck for the demographics, the layout of the. Uh, the area, the terrain, the weather. Yeah. And I think but, one of the things is but that maybe you, can you do- can never know all of these things, no. right? There's always going to be an element of, of risk. Exactly. Uh, I think what you can also bring in is, like, if you make the games so that they're not winnable, like, you could yeah. get chased out and then you could have negative yeah. connotations. Well, you then you have to travel- travel further before you can set up shop again to get ahead of your reputation. Mm. And that costs money, right? Like you you, yeah. you want to be setting up as, as in as many towns as you can. Yeah. Now, I think you've got penalty cards that get played against you. Um yeah. that are that are kind of like, you know, 
you've got a you've got a car shark who's who's come in and you know you've got a you've got like a three card monty stall but um they always know where the where the you know where the queen is because yeah. they're, they're really good well yeah the, the benefit of using card mechanics is that you can uh you you can add really interesting gameplay by so for example if you do set up in a town where your reputation is particularly bad you get you know four bad reputation cards added to your deck and if you pull that either it just means you've pulled a waste like you've wasted a deck pool basically um so you're going to be able to deploy less stuff here or, or it gets or played it has a negative Yeah, it gets played instantly or it's a thing like while this is in your hand, it has a negative effect. And so you do need to, you know, you want to play it to get rid of it to to maybe have a smaller but but immediate negative effect rather than a a long term or something like that. Um, You know, maybe if you play all of the reputation cards that you've got uh, within one turn, you, you kind of regain some of it back. Like it doesn't spread beyond that point or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I like those sorts of things being added. Uh, and then you can just have random cards added too for some sort of random events and things. Um, like, yeah, there's someone, there's someone in this town who has, uh, perfected all the games because he's, you know, done all his research or something. And yeah. Yeah. No, knows all the tricks because he was a carny folk himself. Like, yeah, exactly. So but that, he, but it's something that comes up in your, in your hand, oh, because I wonder if I wonder if there's something to be said for the actual people coming to visit being cards as well. Maybe that's taking it too far. I think that's that's taking too far because, but I do like the idea of you know what what you can put down. You've I'm thinking maybe there's there's like like setup deck and then there's like the the standard play deck. Well, that's kind of why yeah. I was thinking that the people could almost be cards because then it then it's about, oh, okay, you know, the demographics in this town mean the card, the makeup of that of that sort of customer deck yeah. is going to be a certain thing and and then you're drawing cards almost one at a time. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe maybe almost what it could be is, is like this of, is just a subset. Like the the customer deck is like a subset of um, these are the notable customers that have come through. So, yeah, you, kind they, of. It sort of represents. It's representative, but I think you you still play them, and and maybe you can even sort of. I like the idea that you you pick one up, and it's like you made um, x x amount of dollars because you know uh, no one has won in on on all these games for quite a while, and you yeah. know there's just different things that you can pull out like that. But then there's the um, the customer card that can pull out that is going to cause you issues upon issues upon issues. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is just that, like, they are sort of cards, but, like, it plays out in a sense of it, you just draw one card after the other. Or maybe or maybe it's about you You continue drawing cards and you can- if you if you draw all the cards in the person deck, you get some sort of bonus. But if you haven't set up your your fair well for the demographics, like you might risk losing money 
if you keep drawing cards, so you can choose to just fold essentially, and it's like, okay, then we're done. We're done in this location. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if it costs money to to set everything up as well, um, so you want to get through as many customers as you can. But then things like putting, you know, yeah, like the game shark or the the uh, the cop or like different. Um, different the mob boss. people in that deck <laughs> yeah the mob boss or whatever like if you know they're in there ahead of time but you don't know when they're going to crop up it's a risk reward thing every time you draw the next card from that uh from that customer deck essentially yep and so like the standard ones might just be yeah you pulled a you know a 19 year old girl and based on how you've set up your your fair it will kind of play out as, you know, you made X amount of money from them. Um, yeah. And it gives you a, a bit of a sense this of This particular customer why. loves rides, um, it loves these things in, in descending order, you know, rides, show bags, and then, um, and then sideshows. But because you didn't put any rides out or show bags this time, you make the least amount of money from them. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you may even lose money on certain people because, like, they they win despise you know, sideshows. They win or- prizes, and or they win prizes like they're good at the sideshows or something. Yeah, or they, you know, for whatever reason, like because there's running costs on rides and different things, or show bags cost a certain amount of money, but you know maybe they only go for the cheap show bag or whatever it is. Like, there's different. <laughs> they, not to make it just own, purely about they sort of the only economy go of it all, for but- birdie beetles. Yeah, they only go for birdie beetles. They just want the one show bag that's got, like, 30 birdie beetles in it. But the problem is, the 30 birdie beetle one, you know, it it costs $9 to make, and you only yeah, sell it for $10. That's our loss leader. <laughs> it costs $11 to make, and only costs $10. <laughs> but it's the one that gets everyone buying everything else. So. Gets them in the door. <laughs> yeah. Birdie beetle. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going to say it. Oh, uh, it's the classic. It is. I want a birdie beetle. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. Moan. That was an interesting one, gameplay wise. Yes, it was. Moan. Uh, moan. Avalanche. Ooh. I don't think I'll say what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're on a dirty weekend up in the Alps. No, I was thinking an avalanche is what happens when a, when a mountain orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you don't. You need to not moan too hard, too, la- too loud to start an avalanche. <laughs> okay, but no, th- I mean, so maybe someone's moaning from- Not to take it in a dark direction, but like maybe someone's moaning in pain or in- Despair or just disappointment, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Moaning in disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's sort of a moan. Yeah. It's a groan, probably more more likely. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Okay. I do, I do like the idea of this being set on a mountain. Yeah. Um, like at a ski resort or something. I like, I like that it's- like a couple going away for a dirty weekend, totally. and an avalanche yeah. totally ruins their weekend. So, I think that's a that's a good place to to start off this game from. Okay, like they tr- like they start off trapped in their kind of semi remote 
cabin. Yeah. After after an avalanche. Yeah. That was caused by them fucking. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's only in the, it's only in the thirty minute pornographic scene at the very start, and then the gameplay starts. Um, it's not skinny. You have to answer questions, Lucy Larry. <laughs> you have to answer questions, Lucy Larry style. To see it, yeah, and and if you answer them correctly, then you can then you can skip it. Um, if not, <laughs> you've got to watch all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's, it's hard. Like, <laughs> well, it, it's it's also like weird polygonal bad. Oh yeah, it's uh, PlayStation One graphics. It's yeah, it's not great. It's not it's not sexy, <laughs> and it takes thirty minutes. Yeah, and mo- it's very repetitive though. For the most part, it's just sort of random camera angles on the same about three different effect. animations, <laughs> the, and yeah, just repeating sound the, effects. The same two sound effects: one for the guy, one for the one for the other person don't know whether like yeah it's just random does it <laughs> yeah yeah if you get two it's basically it's this the game same, it's the same sound basically, basically <laughs> this game basically this game just started as a like random uh sex scene cre- uh procedurally generated sex scene. <laughs> but there's just not a lot of content to pull from there's three animations, two sound yeah. effects, and like two different models. <laughs> like, and sometimes the animations get mixed up, so like <laughs> it's just two people thrusting their groins into each other, like easterly. <laughs> yeah, in an easterly direction. That's it. Like, but they're, they're synced, so they don't. Their bodies never touch because when one's thrusting forward, they're both thrusting forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> then when you get into the so game, after this, when you get into the game, it's just ski or die. Like that's literally all it is. <laughs> it's ski free. Even better. It's just sometimes, sometimes randomly, one of the people snowboarding, in the, whatever. Like sometimes, sometimes randomly, one of the people in the in the starting sex scene will be the yeti. <laughs> And, you know, we're not judging. We're not trying to yuck anyone's yum here. <laughs> He's got the same sound effect. <laughs> it just makes it even weirder. <laughs> um, okay. So, I... I, I love I love that we've we've got this whole this whole intro scene. Mm-hmm. We've joked that the what the gameplay is. Let, let's actually go about what what the actual yeah. Let's is. actually let's let's think about this. But I, I kind of do like actually the idea of uh, a PlayStation One esque oh yes yeah, style yeah. almost uh, almost a Resident Evil or Alone in the Dark style, but but more of a more point and clicky than survival horror. Mm. Yes. Yes, definitely. So, fixed camera angles, pre-rendered backgrounds, chunky, blocky characters. Okay. So, is this PlayStation 1 pre-analog sticks? Um, let's not be sadists. Uh, <laughs> so, I, th- I think rather than tank controls pre-analog sticks, <laughs> I think we can do some more modern... Analog control. So you point the stick in the direction you want to go, and you go there. But the problem is, if if you change in the in the middle, um, we've got the we've got those scenes that you know 
flip where the camera is, yeah. so you'll, yeah. or, you'll so, keep on flipping between the two scenes. Yes, exactly. We didn't get that bit right. If, you, if you're pointing in the wrong direction as you try to head, like, northeast out of a scene, then you will- If you hold it down just in the same direction, you will immediately end back up in the previous scene. Yes. And it, it'll flip really, really quickly because this is running yeah. at, like, 600 frames per second. So, yeah, you just have to let it go and hope that you're in the right scene at the right time and then continue <laughs> the direction you actually wanted to go. Did you did you change over to down quick enough? No, you did not. <laughs> it didn't happen in that frame. So, we're already sending you back to the previous scene. Um, okay. how? I think this is kind of like an escape room. Uh, sort of thing of how do you okay, actually yeah. escape out of this? So it's more kind of cognitive puzzles in a way of like finding the right combinations based on like colors or something like that sort of escape room. Um, thing? I think I think more realism based escape room of you know how do you melt the snow? Well, you can use the the matches on the right, torch. Okay. Sort of thing. It's still escaping that room. It's just uh, more realistic. So more like uh, more like a typical more, adventure more, game, but um, more like a mobile ad for a game that does not have that gameplay at all. But you have to select the right tool to get past the obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a mobile ad for homescapes. <laughs> <laughs> the ad shows match three all the way and we don't have a single match three in there. <laughs> oh, the ad for our game, yeah. <laughs> yes. We have our own mobile phone still ads. <laughs> I, I think given given what we've what we've done in the past, like every single every single one of our, our ads would have VR and match three um, somehow <laughs> yeah. matched together. Um, and it would always be the same game, but then you get in and it's like, oh, this has got nothing to do with that. This is no. like a PS1 escape room. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, janky controls. But yeah. not as janky as they could. No, no. It's not tank. <laughs> yeah. At least you've got that. Never tank. Never tank. <laughs> in fact, think Grim Fandango, and that's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> Those controls. Yeah, including the, like, your your character looks at the at the things that the you scene, want to pick up, yeah, and then you have a similar situation where there's two things that are too close to <laughs> and just start looking back and forth. You can never quite select the one. There's three things, and you want to select the middle one. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once once you escape the the house, um, yeah. then you're escaping the mountain, and that's oh, just oh yeah, mountain yeah, escape mountain. And yep. and then when you escape the mountain and you and you make it into an ambulance, then it's an escape ambulance because you're trying to get out of the ambulance because you realise that they're just trying to drug you and like kidnap you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most games, when you think about it, are escape room games. In fact, most um, most days of your life is just an escape room. Like, how do you escape yeah. the office? How do you escape your bed? That's it. I kind of feel like I'm in an escape podcast right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one easy way that we could escape uh, this game, and that's three, two, one, click. Okay. It's also three, two, one, end of episode. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we can do one more quick. All right. All right. We'll, we'll lightning round. Quick. Lightning round. Three, two, one, lightning. Desegregation. Slicing. Okay. Well, slicing is is sort of 
uh, desegregating. No, it's no, not. It is, it's it's segregating. <laughs> it's segregating. <laughs> so, slicing and deslicing. Um, <laughs> let's just make it easier. So, ooh, you, you're kind of slicing up regions and then healing certain regions to bring bring them back together. Um, it's oh, gerrymandering. The, the <laughs> ger- <laughs> gerrymandering. You've for got a PlayStation guy, Four, you've got a guy named Jerry just slicing him up and then putting him back together. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, gerrymandering, gerrymandering. But it's it's slice it's slicing up the, the fucking voting guy. regions of, of Jerry. Jerry. Yep, it's like this. We need to make sure his name is gerrymandering. <laughs> Well, no, we're mandering him. That's the verb. Okay, we're mandering. We're him. mandering. Uh, we need to make sure that there are uh, the minimal white blood cells in his left arm. Yeah, uh, because we want to make sure that that goes to the cancer. It's <laughs> <laughs> got dark. We were so dark with that one. Lightning round fail. Yeah. And that's the end of tonight's episode. <laughs> See, we keep that one in. <laughs> have that nasty taste in your mouth. Jerry Mandering. <laughs> I'll see if I can salvage the good bits of that one. <laughs> by, by Jerry Mandering. Um, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you'd like to find any of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. They're all there. Check them out. Uh, come and uh, leave us a review uh, and, and tell us all sorts of things. Mm. Mm. If you like the song that plays at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. And that band does not contain a member by the name of Jerry. No. No. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstall. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And thrust to the east, thrust to the west. <laughs> Take it back, y'all, now. <laughs> Cha-cha, real slow. Two steps forward, <laughs> one step back.